Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Droppe Gaming Podcast. Yay! Yay! It sounded a bit muppety, like then, <laughs> like you know, Kermit does at the Muppets. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Kermit Defrog. <laughs> Welcome! This is... Waka waka waka! <laughs> I love Fuzzy. Um, episode 167 is what you're uh, joining us for this time. Oh. And it's prime as yeah. fuck. It's pretty prime. It is, yeah. We're as primed. far as primed we are. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm primed for? PS5 pre-order announcement? <laughs> <laughs> we've been waiting and we've kind of put this uh on the back burner waiting for a few things um firstly we were waiting for the um, ubisoft, ubisoft forward, forward yeah. and we thought we'll wait we'll talk about that blah 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 and then all of a sudden there was this rumor going around that playstation was going to announce um you know their release date their pricing all that kind of stuff yeah and we're like okay we'll wait it and seemed pretty like like a strong rumor because yeah. lots of outlets were just picking it up. Even though if you look but read between the lines, they were all using the exact same source. Yeah, and they're all like, "Take this with a grain of salt, but also click on our site so we get ad revenue." Exactly, and, um, and that's all it was really. In the end, it seems that uh, either PlayStation kind of went, "Oh no, they're on to us." Fuck it, we're not going to announce anything. Yeah, which then, I think is not logistically yeah, very viable. Very difficult. But Amazon did put up a, uh, a page that had a placeholder. Um, it's got a lot of information about the accessories and all that kind of stuff. And you know, a lot of people went, okay, well, maybe this is legit. And then the time came and the time went and the time's long gone now <laughs> yeah there's still been nothing no news so, no news is bad news exactly so hopefully sony come up with something i think i think it's only a week to go next this time next week xbox are doing their um, okay. game reveal stream yep. thing which mm-hmm. is uh, apparently it's like a monthly thing they're going to do up till the launch of the xbox series x mm. so probably at this point we're not going to see PS5 do an announcement until either right before that Xbox thing yeah. or right after it. Yeah. Or at any fucking time, who knows? Who knows, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. making like a rough. You've heard it here first, people. It's going to be before November. <laughs> they're going to tell us. Fucking hopefully. <laughs> but we were so, reading an article about the uh, amount of um, consoles built by PlayStation. Yeah, so... They were expecting a huge number of sales by the sounds of this article. Yeah, well, they were. There was a lot of talk about um, because of COVID, obviously, mm. there being delays in production and there being a shortage at launch. And the PS4, when it launched, sold. It, so it launched mid November 2013. And yep. by the end of December 2013, they'd sold 4.3 million units and they were sold out. Yeah. So then there was a delay. People were missing out for about a couple of weeks or a month or whatever before more units were available. Mm. So there's a bit of concern. The difference between then and now is that now they're up against an Xbox that's not fucking incompetent. That's right. So I think there's going to be a different story here, but basically they've said that they're ramping up production in... So Sony have their own facility in Japan that build all of their PlayStation consoles. 
And a lot of it's automated. Yeah, it's like a fully automated factory. Which is cool. And Mm. it's made PS1, 2, 3, 4, and now 5, all in the same factory. But anyway, that's just an interesting fact. Yes. Um, So they've boosted, they said the production is being boosted by 50%, and they expect to have, by the end of this year, 10 million units made and shipped. So, yeah, which is pretty decent. And if we go by the uh, expected pricing of potentially anywhere from five hundred to eight hundred dollars, yeah, that's a shit ton of money. Yeah, mm. so that'll pay for them to feed their robots. Mm. Good yeah. time to buy Sony shares, probably. No, probably still too expensive. <laughs> yeah, buy Qantas. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that's making all yeah, the money. Yeah, buy the um, buy airline yeah. <laughs> shares during COVID. Yeah. Um, that's what everyone's been doing, buying Qantas, and they're yeah. making tons of money. That's weird. Mm, I know. Yeah. But anyway, so, um, yeah, nothing to fucking talk about there. No. Next week will be the Xbox thing, so we'll be recording whenever the hell we record next. We'll be able to talk about... And we'll tell you what happened. That stuff, and hopefully yeah. we'll have a price for the PlayStation, and my pre-order will be bloody locked in. That's right. Because I'm sick of waiting. Just take my money. <laughs> like KFC. So, um, so we have been uh, playing a couple of games, and we're going to talk about them. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, some of the things that happened during the Ubisoft Forward, uh, and some of the games that they spoke about. Yeah, and um, yeah, There's not much else. Half of their like management team resigned because they're dodgy. Yeah. So the Me Too thing we mentioned this on the last podcast yeah, we did. Um, briefly about the sort of resurgence, and it was mostly to do with. Um, like game journos, like stretch, uh, Twitch streamers and stuff like that. Yeah. And basically sexual assault allegations being made and whatnot. So since that happened, Ubisoft had three of their highest executives quit. Uh, the head of... The head of the, HR quit. The head of HR quit, not because she had copped any um, allegations, but because of the mishandling of them all. Yeah. The... Creative chief creative officer who's in charge of green lighting any game Ubisoft do, mm. which is a massive job. Um, he stepped down. Apparently, allegedly, he was one of the most toxic people in the company, and uh, you know used to grind up against mm. people in the elevator and do inappropriate shit. I'll green light your game if yeah. you let me touch your yeah. butt. Which is where the questionable situation comes from because basically a lot of people saw him as untouchable in the company but he didn't see anyone else as <laughs> yeah <laughs> Jesus <laughs> um, but yeah so he's gone and now the big boss man Yves Guillermo or whatever his name is Yves Yves French dude I don't, I don't, with a weird name Spunk French <laughs> um, he's taken over and running the joint for now and the other one was the head of Ubisoft Canada Step down. So I think a couple of people have been fired as well, but their names haven't been fucking aired out too much. Yep. Um, But yeah, basically it's... Well, to be honest, good. A big shake-up. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. If if there is indiscretions in a company that size, and honestly, when it comes to the video game industry, Ubisoft is very highly rated. Yeah. And loved. And they lead as well. They're leaders in the industry. Yeah. So they need to be leading correctly yeah and that means uh well taking responsibility for their actions Mm -hmm. and 
And I think it's a good thing. Stop to that shit. So I'm glad that that's been done. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's the only shit thing is that it's taken so long and it's taken this yeah. like up, you know, this burst of, you know, because thousands of people were posting their accusations about all kinds of people and that's when it all mm. came to air. And there were situations where like people had made complaints about sexual assault or sexual harassment in Ubisoft multiple times against the same person and the HR had just not bothered investigating or said, no, it's yeah. fine. And that and shit is unacceptable. Enough. Yeah, that's not good enough. Especially, I mean, they're, look, they're a massive company. They mm-hmm. have a responsibility to their staff. Yeah, and, and their shareholders. Yeah. And they should take that shit serious. Mm-hmm. Just for the sake of people. Yeah. You know? It's important. Exactly. So, I mean, they... they talk this big game about how important their staff are and their workers and shit. Mm. You know, they did their Ubisoft forward thing and they didn't mention any of that because it had been... They said um, it's too late to change it, to, to change the Ubisoft forward to make a mention of any of that stuff, which may be true, maybe not true. But... Um, like it was all pre-recorded. Yeah. Mm. And a lot of it... A lot of the actual Ubisoft forward thing, you know, they, they did the thing that Bethesda started doing at E3 a couple of years ago and I guess they've all been doing it for a bit, but Bethesda seemed to be leading the way in terms of bringing out people or showing videos of people talking yeah. who are actual staff, actual developers on the teams. Mm. You know, and they're just, they're not like the lead creative directors and stuff like that. They're just people from the teams who yeah. talk about how passionate they are about the game that's created and stuff. And so they but present But it was this... weird that they had one in an elevator and there was a guy grinding his leg. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. it was weird. Yeah. but I didn't yeah. get it. I thought it was like a yeah, joke. It's a weird game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they, so they, they put out this image through that. There's like this juxtaposition between what's actually happening in the news about their company mm-hmm. and how they're going, you know, like we care about our people and we look after them and we promote creativity and all this kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, fuck, I don't know if you've played a Ubisoft game in the last five years, but they're not exactly brimming with innovation yeah exactly (laughs) so but anyway i really enjoy ubisoft games all all of that shit aside and i'm glad to hear that they're pulling their fucking heads in basically and getting people held accountable exactly right exactly right so um well some of the shit that they showed they showed a new battle royale game called hyperscape yeah that looks really interesting uh for a battle royale game yeah (laughs) I mean, it had this big cinematic about how it's this futuristic world and people mm. go into this game to escape for escapism, which is like the plot of every movie. Yeah. And um, then it turns out it's just a battle royale game. So <laughs> it's Fortnite with different shit. Yeah. Cool. Um, they show. We kind of get it. We're getting flooded with those kind of games at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Corey said he just played Fortnite for the first time. And he's been playing Call of Duty Warzone a heap. Oh, yeah. And he's like, Fortnite is the exact same as Warzone. Yeah. It's like a carbon copy, except for cartoony on Fortnite. Yeah. You know. Well, it's so kind of the other way around. It I is. Think. That's what I, I was like, man, it's the other way around. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but still, they're like the same. <laughs> Get it together. Down to like even little things that are really similar in the mechanics and stuff. Yeah. But anyway, whatever. But, I mean, it if works. It makes money for them. It works. Yeah. You know, and, and Fortnite has worked for a long time. Yeah. You know, and, and we've even given it praise. We don't yeah. play it and well, we've we given talked it praise about, for what it does. We talked about the live storytelling stuff that they do where mm. they had the, when the um, 
they did the end of the season or whatever, yeah. and they the made a black hole and the stuff, rift yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, and you know that got me reading about it and how they do these live story events that if you're not on at the time when they happen, you just miss them and you have to watch them on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, and it's like the game is constantly on. Mm. And then all of a sudden you'll be on a map and like a comet will come crashing down out of the sky or something. And it's part of the overarching story that's happening on every server all yeah. at once. Mm. And it's not a scripted thing that happens all the time. It's like specific to that moment. Yeah. And one of that's like one of the really innovative things that Epic have done with Fortnite. Mm. And Ubisoft, again, have taken uh, in, inspiration from that. In Skull and Bones, we've just had news about Skull and Bones, which is the pirate game. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Which kind mm-hmm. of, they showed in 2017, and then it just went off out, off the radar, yeah, basically. It did, fell away. Um, and it turns out that they're, they've taken it a different direction, and they are going in like a live service type direction, which mm-hmm. they... Like, if anyone can do live service, it's Ubisoft. Yeah, exactly. But they're looking at doing live storytelling stuff in the vein of what Fortnite does. So I'm interested to see what happens there. Apparently, they're aiming for release between fiscal year 21, 22. So between April to April. Yep. So sometime in that period, we should hopefully see that game. Mm. But yeah, so Fortnite and Ubisoft going hand in hand in a couple of things there. Yeah, exactly. And there was some... Well, a lot of stuff was leaked. Yeah, pretty much it. all the good shit. Yeah, um, you know, and take we, the wind we out of their wings. Got a little bit more information about uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Yeah, so that's coming out October twenty ninth, I mm. think, off the top of my head. And I'm a bit annoyed about it. All, all yes. the games that, that they announced, Watch Dogs Legions, the big games, Watch yeah. Dogs Legions, AC Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Valhalla yeah. and Far Cry Six. Mm are all going to be buy it on PS4, get the PS5, buy it on Xbox One, get the Xbox Series X version free upgrade yeah. thing that a lot of them are doing. Mm-hmm. So that's really good news. But um, the release date timing of some of their stuff is questionable to me because... So Watch Dogs Legion, October 29th. Um, I cancelled my pre-order of it because I was sick of waiting for them to tell me when the fucking game was coming out. And now we <laughs> know when it's coming out and that edition sold out. Oh, so no. it saves me 300 bucks, I guess. That's true. <laughs> um, for a shitty plastic statue. Yeah, it was like a mask, the skull mask with a crown. Oh, yeah. So instead I went on there and I used, because you can use your Ubisoft Club points to yep. get a discount. So I used that. I got a 20% discount. I bought a Watch Dogs Legion statue and an AC Valhalla statue. Mm. So I don't if I have to get the collector's editions. Because yep. the collector's edition of Assassin's Creed Valhalla has the Viking, the female version of the Viking. Yeah. And like I bought the female and male ones. The male one came with the collector's edition for, uh, for Odyssey. Yeah. And I bought yep. the female one separately because I played yeah. it as her. Yeah. But... Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just a misogynist, but I'm planning on playing the Viking one as a dude because it just feels like it, I, in like a mythological Greek mm. thing, a strong female makes sense to me yeah. because of like Wonder Woman, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And But then with Vikings, like I feel like I don't really know of any really strong Viking female characters. Not Not ones that explored 
Mm. They were more, from what I understand of it, and it's not a lot, so I may be wrong. Um, what's um, that comic? The Viking comic where his wife was like Helga or whatever? Remember that? Oh, yeah. What was that guy's yeah. name? Can't remember now. <laughs> oh, shit. But the the female was the protector of the house. Yeah. And that was the, and the children and, and those types of things. They were very strong people, um, but... It was the men who went out and conquered and the men who went to war and it was the women who protected the, the community and the children and yeah. you know, and, and that's my understanding of it, which is fairly limited of course. Yes. Um Well they've gone they've gone a different direction with this as well because in Odyssey you could choose male or female. Yeah. And in Valhalla you're gonna be able to flip flop. Yeah, which I which thought was strange. I don't understand how that works yeah. from a story point of view. Like, I'm all for it for inclusivity oh, totally. and whatever. Yeah. But how, how do you make that make sense in a story where you need people to be getting connected to the characters? That's right. It made sense in AC Syndicate because you played as the Fry twins, which were a boy, and a woman and a man. Yep. But they flip-flopped from chapter to chapter. It wasn't you just midway through, you can be like, oh, I want to play as the male guy now. Mm. Yeah. Like... Which does seem a little strange. So, yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Yeah. It was Hagar the Horrible. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, stupid. Uh, well, they, <laughs> so, they also announced, which I thought was a, a bit of a, a funny announcement, um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which is, what, 18 months? Yeah. Roughly? Oh, about a little over 12 yeah, months. Yeah, a bit over 12 months. Um, they were nine, releasing... Nine months, I think it is. Oh, really? I think it's been... Something was nine months. Okay. Anyway. Um, July 16 um, was the launch of Resistance. Yeah. Which was a, a new update for update it. Update for it, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I th- that was one thing that hadn't been discussed, which was, you know, yeah. their feather in their cap of leaks. You know what yeah, I mean? that was in the pre-show, though, so they didn't even bother talking yeah, about that. Talking about it in the real thing. thing, yeah. Which is a bit weird. Yeah. But they're bringing, they've brought back... Um, AI teammates. Which, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm all for it because whatever, but I'm not yeah. going back to play that game. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I've right. seen so many people shitty on it lately, being like, oh, that game was a broken mess. And I'm like, it was not it broken. Was not, I love that game. There wasn't anything broken about it. It was, yeah. it didn't meet the expectations of fans of Ghost Recon. Yeah. And it was very samey. As Division. But it didn't, like mm. all the systems worked as far as I'm concerned. I didn't see too many issues with it. So, and we played the shit out of that game. Yeah, we did. Yeah, so um, very strange there. Um, but of course, yeah, they came out with a little bit more on Valhalla. Yeah, um, which so is cool. It's going to have they apparently allegedly. Well, basically, the Ubisoft forward happened, and then the embargo on previews was up. So they yeah. invited a lot of game journos around the world to go and get hands on with Watch Dogs Legion and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So as soon as Ubisoft Forward finished, all these previews went live all over the internet of people who played it. And some of the stuff that they were saying um, that has been revealed is really interesting. So you can basically sail around in your Viking boat and you just see a village and you can choose to raid it or you can choose to just go past, or you can choose to stop there and visit. Yeah. But if you press raid, you go into this big raid battle taking over the town. Mm. Um, but the really interesting thing to me is that they've 
you know, since Origins and Odyssey, they've been pushing more towards RPG and away from the classic Assassin's Creed yeah. style. Mm-hmm. And now, apparently in this one, you get a static health bar instead of regenerating health. So basically, if you want your health back, you've got to take medicine or whatever. So you have to maintain your resources and keep an eye mm-hmm. on your resources and keep an eye on your health bar. You can't, you know, you could do like win fights by attrition in Odyssey where you just run up, attack, and then run away yeah. and hope, wait until your health goes back up, then run in and hit again and, yeah. until it was dead. Mm-hmm. So this takes away that op- yeah. that ability to be able to do that. There's a bunch of other stuff that's... Um, new as well visually it looks like just a reskin of odyssey but there's a lot of new systems in that way like for example they've got dual wielding of weapons and shield combat as well yeah so in origins i think you could use a shield but then in odyssey they got rid of it so now they're bringing it back because in odyssey basically it became like a mash the hit button type game yeah and so having a shield or dual wielding you've got creates to be smarter about more tactical yeah. stri- mm-hmm. more strategic combat yeah so it looks really interesting the shit thing about it is that it comes out two days before cyberpunk 2077's exactly. new date which is a really scary time to bring a game out yeah so we've got October Especially one that's expected to be 80 hours? Yeah. 70, 80 well, hours? Valhalla will be, you know, around that. Yeah, that's what least. I mean. And then Cyberpunk will be that as well, Twice at least. Twice that, yeah. So, um, well, they showed a bunch of Watch Dogs Legion stuff. We won't go into it because we've seen most of it before. Uh, my One thing that stood out for me about Watch Dogs Legion, they showed us the main villain, and he is like... Because the whole concept of the game is that you can play as anyone. Yeah. So you don't really get a connection to the player that you're yeah, playing as yeah, in that. I thought that was weird. So the, I mean, we kind of saw a little bit of that when they first brought it out. Yeah. So but you didn't really showed, think about no, it. No, that's right. Yeah. But the more it still I think sounded about like it, there was a story there. But yeah. yeah. There is a story, but you're not connecting. You're connecting to the story rather than to yeah. the characters. So it's going to have to be really exactly. story. It needs to yeah. be really good. And the thing that it needs is a really strong villain. And the villain, yes. from what I've seen, he looks like a classic villain. Like just great mm. and that's I mean it's a piece together trailer that we've seen yeah so they're obviously going to make him look good but he just looks like a vicious like cold blooded um, you know super intelligent villain mm-hmm. and that's just great and I and the voice acting and stuff that we've we've seen from the trailers looks really good so I'm super excited for mm-hmm. that but we get that October 29th then yeah. we've got basically 19 days until Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. Then we've got two days until Cyberpunk 2077, which releases mm. on the 19th of November. Yeah. But sometime around that middle of November, we're going to get the Xbox Series X, the PS5, which means we're going to get, at the very least, Spider-Man, yeah. uh, Miles Morales, and Halo Infinite. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever the new yeah. Halo is, I'm forgetting. Yeah. Um, as well as all the other launch titles. And from yeah, what we've seen, right. it looks like there's going to be a much stronger launch than there was for the PS4. Well, especially if Xbox is coming out, you know, yeah. with all this information leading up to it starting as of next week. Yeah. Going, here's some games, here's some games, here's some going to be some games. Yeah. There's going to be some games. They've We're still got an Xbox, there's going to be some games. Yeah. There's some more games. They've still got to show us what their Lockhart system is mm-hmm. that's been rumored which is their lower powered version yeah my theory there is that they're gonna d- 
discontinue the entire Xbox One range, all of them, have the Xbox Series X as the premium unit and have the Xbox Series S, which is the Lockhart, yeah. which is a roughly, it's a little bit less powerful than the Xbox One X, mm-hmm. but it has the technology of the Xbox Series editions, yeah. which means faster load times. And, yeah. you know, the, the it should balance out, but I think it's probably going to be roughly similar to the Xbox One X mm-hmm. in power, yeah. which removes the need to keep the Xbox One going. And True. It, makes brand um it, it basically starts them fresh with their brand mm. whereas playstation are gonna keep Just, the ps4 yeah, rolling out right. and have the ps5 as well yeah so interesting but it's gonna be fucking hectic oh, middle of be. november yeah you know i really want to play cyberpunk really badly and it pisses me off that they've moved it to november 19 because like i think i said this last time the last thing i want to do with my brand new system is play an old game yeah that's right i mean yeah. it's a brand new game but it's an old gen game and they've said unless they surprise us all they said that the next gen version isn't going to be out like the full next gen upgrade isn't going to be out until 2021 Mm. so unless they're going to surprise us and go day and date launch all generations then i'll be like fuck yeah i'll play ps5 no worries because it 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 will be amazing you know and i don't want to half-ass it yeah you know and it's like being able to buy a $200 bottle of wine that tastes like gold yeah. compared to a box of wine yeah. you know, that it costs five bucks yeah. and gives you a fucking bad headache in the morning. Yeah, I think so, the analogy I said last time was like buying a Ferrari and then taking the fucking Camry down the shops. Yeah. You know, yeah. you wouldn't. You no. would take the Ferrari out for a drive at any chance possible. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, it shits me because... I, at first, I was trying to convince myself that I don't care about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but the more I've read the previews, the more I've been like, well, this really looks like an advancement and it's going to be really fun and interesting. Mm. So I really badly want to play it, but I honestly cannot put Assassin's Creed Valhalla above Cyberpunk yeah. or above next-gen games when they come Well, I out. guess that's going to come down to the release date. Because yeah. if, it, if, if it's like, you know... Well, regardless, those two games are two days apart, and I'm not going to start Valhalla. Yeah, to fucking stop. You after also two days. you also won't start it. You won't start Cyberpunk until the release of the PlayStation Five. So if you've got a bit of time, yeah. then it'll be a good thing to tide you over. I think mm. until you can get your hands on a PS Five. It's super frustrating, and that's depending on how long Watch Dogs Legion is as well. Yeah, true. Because that game looks pretty massive as well. It does. So the other game that they showed yeah, it was, was Far Cry 6, Far Cry 6 which yeah. is coming out in February next year. Yep. That also has the both gens, uh, both console free upgrade thing. Mm-hmm. Now, this one was a bit shit for them because it would have been fucking awesome if oh, yeah. it didn't leak. But the, like three days before, Ubisoft style, uh, it leaked and we yeah. knew what that it was coming. And then they shared their own little clip mm. of uh, Breaking Bad guy smoking a cigar. Yep. The intro, the cinematic that they showed, they showed the opening credits and an op- and a cinematic uh, trailer as well. Mm-hmm. So the opening credits thing, I was like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's cool, but yeah, uh, irrelevant. Yeah. Um, but the cinematic trailer they showed, you know, it didn't show any gameplay, anything like that. But it looks really compelling. Yeah. It's like a. Pre- it's basically a president of a what looked like a South American country. It turns out it's an island. 
um, and he's the president and the people are fucking rioting. Yep. And he's commi- he's talking to his son and telling him about how you need to keep an iron grip on the people of your country, otherwise they'll overthrow you, basically. So, um, I'm pretty keen for it. You play one of the rebellion resistance fighters, obviously. Of course. Um, So, and it's a male or female choice as well there. And there's been a lot of talk about, uh, because of a scar on the eye, or on the uh, eyebrow of the child, that it could potentially be the... Vars from Far Cry 3. Yeah. But that makes no sense. It's a stretch. It's yeah. a big stretch because there's like, if you look at the Far Cry Three like wikis or whatever, yeah, the information about Vars is that he was born on Rook Island and yeah. grew up in the tribes. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense for him to have grown up. I mean, people will jump at anything. Oh yeah, but yeah, um, yeah I think we can safely say that one's not. Po- but then again, wiki is written just by people. Yeah. So these people are writing the story. And Ubisoft can yeah. retcon whatever the fuck they want. Exactly. But. Uh, <laughs> You know, if their, comp- their country gets overthrown, he fucks off and becomes Vars. Could be interesting. Who knows? Mm. But yeah, that looks really good and it's February. The only other thing yeah. that's coming in February, I think, is Horizon Forbidden West. And which, yes, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that said they said February for that. So yeah. putting Far Cry 6 and Horizon up against each other is like two fucking awesome games. Yeah. So and one's got a lot more pedigree than the other. So, well, they both kind of do. I yeah, mean, Horizon is one Horizon of the best is a great game, PS4 games ever. But Far Cry holds yeah. hearts. And well, I think yeah. they lost a few people after Far Cry 5 because it was a bit of yeah. a letdown. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see. But anyway, let's talk about reviews before we close out the show. Yep. Unless you've got anything else you want to No, no, that's it. Say. We've no. pretty much covered those. Um, I've actually been playing F1 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was pretty keen for this actually because I'm I'm not you know totally into racing games but yeah. I do love a good racing game. Mm. And you know as much as I've enjoyed I guess you know the the last couple of Forzas um yeah. and even the you know the last Gran Turismo um they've been a bit few and far between. Yeah. Um for good racing games and yeah. The Need for Speed ones are always like good, but yeah. just sort of yeah, yeah, that's right, like a seven yeah. or eight, yeah, like three and a half, four out of five, which is a good fucking game. Oh, that's right, but yeah. you yeah. know, arcadey, and they'll never live up to Forza Horizon no, for arcadey right. games. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, the I guess the downside to bringing out F one at the moment is the fact that you know because of coronavirus, it's completely screwed the whole. You know, sport. Yeah, as most sports are. Well, right it's now. good for people but who are massive fans. Yeah, like they, my, they actually my, my get boss, to play it. My boss Gibbo, he, um, Corey was showing him a video of a guy playing F one. Yeah, because um, Corey is watching a Twitch streamer and F one. <laughs> he's playing F one, and he's in first place. Yeah, and then a safety car comes up, and he likes is driving. And he's like paying attention to the chat and talking to someone or something, oh, no. not watching the race. Oh, and he no. overtook the fucking safety car oh. by a mile. Really? And you have like two, three seconds to get back behind yeah. or you're disqualified. And he got yeah. disqualified and he was like, ah, oh. and then he was just getting flamed in the comments. <laughs> but anyway, Kibo was like, what are you watching? Oh, wow. What is that? F1. Yeah. Because he's a massive F1 fan. Mm. Probably would never play it. No. But for people who are... Do play games and are games, fans. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, this one, they've introduced uh, my team in this one now. Um, they still have the career mode, which is pretty much the same as you know most of the you yeah. know, driving career modes. This one, you start out um, you know, fairly low paid, of course, but you're, you know, you're in the F2 cars. Yeah. So it's the step down and you've got to prove yourself, you've got to win, and then you, you move up like a normal career. Yeah. Um, until you get to the point where you can actually go and drive for the companies that you want to drive for. So yeah. if you're a, a fan of Ferrari or McLaren, then you can work towards doing that. But the biggest part of this game is now the My Team, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a catch-22 for me because I, I love the... And I get this when I play other games as well, like FIFA and, and NBA. Um, FIFA's pretty good at it because when you start a FIFA game, they throw you into a game. You know, the very first time yeah. you turn the game on, you're playing a, you know, just a game. Yeah, some as ex- any team, exhibition yeah. match or like a final or something. Yeah, um, and you get to actually experience the feel of playing the game and then it makes you go through the whole, you know, career, my team kind of building thing. Yeah. Um, I was a little disappointed in a way because I turned this game on and you go th- straight into the my team, basically. Yeah, it's like management. Yeah, and, and, and it it's literally... Ages. It, it takes about probably half an hour, 40 minutes to go through the initial setup. Yeah. And you go through literally your name, naming the, the team that you want to be, choosing the colors of the team. Yeah, choosing um, a teammate. Yeah, you've got to choose a, a second driver for your team, uh, a sponsor, the fucking car makeup, the R&D of the car, like, you know, the, the I team. really like that stuff, but yeah, it would be good to start with a freaking race. Yeah, yeah. And then Even after, if you're like, you know, Lewis Hamilton or something in just an yeah. epic race. And you've got like and then two goes, laps to get around first, yeah. you know, and, and that would be awesome. You'd, you'd be straight into it, the adrenaline would be going, yeah. but instead you kind of start it going, fuck yeah, I've got F1, let's go. And then like half an hour later, it's like, Fuck, I'm still not through all this yeah. shit. Which is probably great if you're a massive F1 fan because, you know, F1's all about strategy and, you know, all that R&D stuff and all that kind of stuff. It's all pieces in the puzzle. Yeah, and it's a so, huge part of the industry and, yeah. and of the sport. So I get that. Yeah. But, yeah. For As somebody, a layman to pick it up, you're like, well, this is boring immediately. Yeah, pretty much. And, yeah. and I did feel a lot of that. And I was getting kind of to the point where... And, and it's even... You go through all this choice of setting yourself up and then you have to sit through a um an interview so you're on a tv interview and there's just some dude standing there asking you questions and you you know it happens as you play through the game but you sit there and you talk about um you know they ask you questions and it gives you four answers yeah with most tree kind of things in games um and you choose you know, who you want to shout out or whatever. Like, yeah. they'll, they'll ask you a question about what's the most important part of the development of the car. Yeah. And you can say, you know, the, the tech behind the tires, the aerodynamics, you know, aerodynamics or, or you know, all those types of things. And when you do that, you give kudos to those development sections of your team yeah. and they build confidence in you because you're building a team from scratch. Yeah. You're, you know, you haven't even had a race yet. You're, you're building it from scratch. So you've got to build loyalty and everything. Yeah. But also... You get boosts as well, yeah, from those departments. That's right. So that. yeah, and they they give you more output and stuff like that, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's very um, basic. Yes, that it's like yeah. you know, 
some games where there's choices, they're really subtle, and then mm-hmm. other games it's like good, neutral, bad. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like aerodynamics, tires, petrol consumption. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's this one, which is yeah. fine because yeah. you know you you know what what direction you want to go in. You're not that's like. Right. Oh, I don't know. Is this going to be the one that gets me what I want? Yeah. Like, fuck, you know, asking questions. And the honest part of it is for me, you know, I I went into this game going, awesome, I've got F1, let's play. Yeah. And I've been a huge fan of the F1 games. You know, I've loved how in the past for me, although, you know, it was going up against other fantastic driving games, I always found F1 games to be unique. Yeah, you know the feel of them is so unique. The feel of the driving is incredible. Um, the graphics were always fantastic. Yeah, um, and and it just felt fast and realistic it's as a very driving true game. True to the to yeah, the you know you, you screw up once you're fucked. Yeah, you know, and that's the way the sport is. Like yeah. if you screw up doing three hundred around a corner in fucking Melbourne, you're dead. Yeah, you don't do it. So yeah, and you've got to pay more attention to all of the finer things like tire swapping and, and yeah, like that's the right. distance you can get out of tires and when to do pit stops that's and things right. like that. really important yeah and yeah. I've really enjoyed that about most F1 games but this one it as much as I, I've kind of enjoyed playing the game just the whole entry to the game to me was a real letdown yeah um, and you know the the graphics once you actually get to driving in the game and, and I'm playing it on a you know not an original PS4 but it's you know a standard PS4 it's not yeah. a pro um, but by the time I actually got to, to doing the racing I'm kind of disappointed on how it looks it looks cartoony it yeah. looks kind of blocky um, you know there's not a hell of a lot of definition in the graphics which yeah. I was really disappointed with like even to the point of you know when you pause Forza, and you look at the clouds, you go, fuck, that looks amazing. Yeah. You know, you pause this and you kind of go, nah. Yeah. It, it looks like a cartoon on a Saturday morning. Especially and, given that we're like seeing fucking Gran Turismo for PS5 yeah, trailers and that's stuff. That's right. Yeah. And, so. and, you know, I was a bit disappointed in that. I mean, the, the driving feels fantastic. Yeah. It really does. And they've done a lot of work on making it feel better than it was. Yeah. Um, and but, all, all of the mechanics surrounding all of that sound like they've been... Yeah, they've done a lot of work yeah. on it, which is great. But the the graphics of it and the... You know, they, I don't know, it just doesn't feel a lot more different to last year's. Yeah. You know, and that's a bit of a shame. For the last version that's going to be out on a PS5 or 4 before the 5, yeah. they could have gone all right, a little bit harder. Let's, um, uh, let's hit some fucking... Yeah, we'll go out with a bang, you know, and then that'll give us some momentum for the next one. Yeah. Um, And and potentially it could be that they've pulled back on some of that stuff and put that into the next version of it. Who knows? Yeah. Um, But, you know, all in all, apart from the start, it's a good game. You do end up getting further into the the management side of it. If that is for you, you'll fucking love the game. And a lot of people are really raving about that. Um, for me, I'm looking at probably around a three and a half out of five. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, and you've been playing a game? Yeah. So I'll just quickly do mine. Iron Man VR. Ooh. So um, Marvel Very seems real? To be... Is that what it's VR? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Marvel have been pushing into the, uh, into the old gaming sphere a bit more lately. Obviously mm-hmm. with Spider-Man. 
Yep. Which has just been a runaway success. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess so they, that they're launching the PS5 with one. Yeah. yeah. So they're just trying to uh, to continue that goodwill, I suppose, for the fans with uh, this one, and basically, it's a VR game where you play as Iron Man. Hmm. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's a good excuse to dust off your VR unit that's Which been is good. gathering dust yeah. for some time. Because there are games that come out on it, but not a lot of yeah. great games. I mean, this is de- by no means is this a reason for you to go out and buy a fucking PSVR yeah. if you haven't got one. Yeah. This close to PS5, like, just wait till VR 2.0 comes out. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So, but um, if you already have a PSVR or you're like the biggest Iron Man fan on the planet then probably pick this up. Um, it feels really good to play. Yeah. I mean, you put on your headset and you're holding your motion controller, so you already feel like you're stepping into a suit. Yeah, right. True. Yeah. And the controls are really well done. So, you know, he Iron Man f- flies by thrusters in his boots and in his palms, yeah. right? So you put your arms down to your side and pull the triggers and it thrusts you... Cool. up in whatever direction you're aiming at by mm-hmm. your arms. Yep. So things like that are really cool. Um, you just lift your arm up and shoot, and it mm-hmm. shoots the fucking bolts out of his hands. Yep. You know, it makes you really... It's really good at making you feel like you're Iron Man, which is great. That's what you want. Well, that's right. Um, that's the whole point of VR. Uh, and it... You know, you, you fly around. A lot of the missions are shooting drones and stuff like that, um, which gets a little bit old yeah but it is fun to do mm-hmm. because you're like zipping around and fucking pew, pew, pew. yep so that's really fun um and yeah like i said the move controllers really like if you don't have move controllers with your vr you'll probably still enjoy this but i feel like you would you need have, to have way them, yeah. less more immersive yeah with the experience yeah. wouldn't be as good the game has really long load times which i feel like is just par for the course on on vr games at this point yeah they take friggin' ages um, the story is kind of intriguing, but fairly poorly written. Like it's yeah. not, I mean, it's good enough to keep you interested if you're a fan of Iron Man. I'm not a massive fan of Iron Man, mm-hmm. but I do like zipping around shooting things. So whatever, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. One of the good things, the VR games that I generally play, I always tend to have to stop after a short amount of time because of motion sickness. Yep. So my key decider in how I feel about VR games is how fucking sick I get playing it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And I'm sick of this game. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um, and then I'm sick for like hours afterwards oh, <laughs> as my body recovers. Shit. Like eating KFC. <laughs> no. <laughs> how dare you? How very dare you? Um, no, so in this one, it's actually really good. I didn't feel any motion sickness at all while playing it, which is great. Um mm. And it's usually, like I said, it's usually an issue for me with a lot yeah. of games, especially moving around a lot. So it comes down to the tracking being really good, mm-hmm. uh, which most of the time it is. There are some technical issues with this game, like, you know, because some of the scenes are really hectic with drones and shooting yeah. things and stuff, there's You're occasional frame rate drops, yeah. which is terrible in VR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't, it's inexcusable to have frame rate drops in a VR game. Yeah. Because that's when you go like, Whoa. yeah, exactly. Um, and there's a couple of issues occasionally with the one-to-one tracking, which I feel like is just an issue with the, the hardware. Mm-hmm. Because the PSVR, the whole reason that it's cheap is that it's 
basic. not as good as like the Vive or yeah. you know other higher price stuff out there. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where it kind of loses a few points as well in terms of the tracking fucks out occasionally, very mm-hmm. occasionally, but just generally the experience is dulled by the fact that the hardware isn't probably up to the scratch. Yep. Um, I'm, we haven't heard a lot about VR with the PS5, mm. although I, as far as I know, the, the PSVR that is out now will be able to be used with the PS5. The problem is that the the VR unit itself does a lot of the processing, so uh, okay. I don't know if it's going to be able to benefit too much from the yeah. faster yeah, PS5, true. but hopefully. Mm. But either way, um, if you do have, like I said, if you do have a VR this is a good one to pick up. There's a lot of side stuff to do. You can play like shoot hoops and shit like that in his fucking cool. Malibu mansion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and bits and pieces like that. Combat's really fun. And yeah, if you're a fan of Marvel and Iron Man, definitely pick it Worth up go. if you have a VR. Yeah, nice. So I'll give that three and a half out of five. There you go. I was tempted to give it a three, but it's a seriously fun game. Yeah. You know, all, all the negative stuff aside. You still enjoy playing it. It's really fun to play. Yeah. So. Well, there you go, guys. I think that's pretty much wrapped up the show. Yeah. We're pretty much done. And we haven't even mentioned the email address yet, so we probably should do that. <laughs> if you have any questions or comments, you should email us at... Podcast at dropbeargaming.com. Well done. Or you could tweet us or send us yeah, a fucking letter. send us a fucking... Whatever. Send us a messenger pigeon. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the next one's probably going to be about talking about that Xbox thing, I imagine. Yeah, so and we've got we Ghost of Tsushima to play. Yes, so comes out tomorrow. Yeah. so looking forward to we that. We didn't quite get this one as far in advance as The Last of Us Part Two, yes. but we've we've got it and we're playing it, so yeah, we'll be able to talk about that. That's right. On the next, looking episode. forward to it. So thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed our show, and we will talk to you on a less prime number. <laughs> See ya. See ya.